no, that's who died. Jacob shed dicks. We we were like we saw him at one of his last shows. Or I don't know. No, you're thinking of the guy from Drowning Pool. I'm talking about the guy from Papa Roach. Papa Roach, lead singer, is alive. He's 42 years old. I'm thinking of the guy from Drowning Pool. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same. Although I will say, I've never heard you. I haven't heard you defend something so quickly, so strongly. <laughs> Papa Roach is dead. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 72. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. And joining me today, two donut-munching devils who make sure to never lose their head. Dave Grimma. That's me. And Dan Colonna. Hello. I mean, hey. hey. <laughs> Sorry, I, I surprised myself with that first one. Well, I'm glad as you surprised yourself, you got all your limbs together. Everything is assembled as it should be. You're all in one piece. I don't understand, Mark. Piece. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, because being in, in one piece or really struggling with the pieces that are you, like J.J. Macfield in The Missing, colon, J.J. Macfield in the Island of Memories? Forgotten Memories? Yes, it, the Island, island of Memories. I feel like I'm missing a word. They're not forgotten. Mm-hmm. It's just Island of Memories. But before we get stories there today... Stories to Destinies. Stories <laughs> to Destinies. <laughs> oh, I, I just realized... That, that was the longest title now we've not, officially not to Yeah, not to get ahead of ourselves, but... I guess I'm happy we have our new poster format because uh, yeah. previously... I literally was... That was one of my big proponents to picking this game. I was like, Dan's got to fit it all. Time to really... Time to challenge square. Dan's new format <laughs> to see if it fits big name games. Yeah, be I wonder if this is the longest name of a game in history. Ever? Doubtful. I'm sure there's a longer game title. This is a lot of words. Google. It is. Longest game title. Oh, here goes titles. the clickies. I like... I like it's like it's one, clicks. two, three... Are we counting JJ as one oh. word? Oh, IGN did an article about shouldn't this. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we have? Oh, really? a, it shouldn't be a character count. I don't know. I guess that would be. The Let's go through thing. it from the top down. I guess. Oh, Disney's God. American Dragon, Jake Long, Attack of the Dark Dragon. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Disney's American Dragon, Jake Long, Attack of the Dark Dragon. Let me give you punctuation. Dark Dragon. I heard Dog Dragon the first that's time. Dog Dragon. Oh wait, Wait, that's number ten. Wasn't he like a left tackle? I don't know, but that's number ten. Let's go to yeah. He played for the Miami Dolphins, right? Yeah, I remember. These games were the same year as the Vernon Golston year. I'm gonna pick from this list for our podcast games. The Lord of the Rings, colon, The Battle for Middle Earth, two, The Rise of the Witch King. That's the longest. (laughs) That's pretty long. (laughs) All right. Well, I take it back. Yeah, you can go through these Uh, all day. But things I don't take back is asking Dave Grimma how is he doing as he sips a giant mug of pickle juice. Delicious, number one. Number two, I was thinking lately about, um, I actually is something I think about all the time, but there are certain marketing, there's certain marketing phrases that I just hate, like, and like, here's one for me, I don't know if you guys have other ones that irk you, but I cannot stand the term unfrosted when we're talking about Pop-Tarts. Unfrosted? Unfrosted. I've never heard yeah. this. I, you know, I, like, I feel like I've just seen like plain. This was going in a direction I was not prepared. No, so Pop Tarts <laughs> come. You know, most of most of them nowadays are frosted. Right. But right. they still sell some that are quote unquote unfrosted. But to me, unfrosted sounds like that you, you the unfrosted isn't its natural right. state. I, they used I, to they used to only come that way, and then one day they said, "We're gonna make them less healthy. We're gonna put frosting on them." So it's the start point. You feel they've moved the bar on you. 
Well, now the star point is now frosted. Yeah, default, frosted. default, default but, is not frosted. I still prefer but it the default Pop-Tart, the regular Pop-Tart that has no frosting. Can I, sidebar, are you having a lot of conversations about Pop-Tarts lately? No, it's just something I think about because like, it irks me every time I see it in the supermarket. We use the term marketing term, so I feel like you were in a meeting. I, I was, was waiting like, oh, for there was like, like a, a chart. No. <laughs> I was waiting but for I was, a bigger... I was thinking about like, what is it about it that bothers me so much? And I think it's because I know that they put this term together because for what what is it? that Because the, they put it unfrosted in like in a green banner underneath. I'm like, they're like, well, we sell more frosted pop tarts. Are we going to save more money by not calling those unfrosted, but by calling these lesser boxes unfrosted? This is what you're spending your time on mentally. Like, I want to know what, what the, 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 the decision was. It's, I gotta I, say the phrase bear pop tarts, probably not as appealing. No, on it's the plain. Shelf. It's a plain pop tart. Plain, Yeah. But then it sounds boring. I bet. So then they're like, well, plain's well, boring. We got to make it sound cooler. We got to make it, I mean, the assumption is that the the frosted standard frost, yet like vanilla frost with sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. So standard, that's probably the number one selling pop tart. Yeah, uh, and thus everything that is now rebenchmarked for that. I believe that strawberry pop tarts are the best frosted ones, and that's, those are the that's the ones we're talking about. Yeah. Oh. They're no. the strawberry. They're strawberry. strawberry they have filling. white frosting on top of them, and they. But have we're thinking back in like the seventies when it was just like. I don't think pop tarts were invented in the seventies. I think they came out in the in the early nineties. Well, you seem to know a lot more pop tarts than I do. Can I, I don't know this for. A, to I don't know this for a fact. <laughs> I think Dan's gonna look fact check me. But, but um, let me do it. I, this is the Google section. But I'm check. pretty, fine. But I'm pretty sure that they came out in the early nineties because my mom pop like had to demo them. Or something. Wait, really? In what? In Wait, go, Your mom beta tested Pop Tarts? There was like the marketing <laughs> gurus there. What? Hey, lady, no, you've got 1964. this crazy new thing. They really? 1964? 1964? Yeah, 1964? Pop Tart. Whoa, then why was she like demoing Pop Tarts? Your mom date. thought they maybe just told her that. Maybe like maybe they like re came out with them like or something. Maybe they had like a reemergence. A re- maybe the re- frosted ones. No, they were introduced in 1964. Re- remember, then, pa- remember Pop Tarts? Originally, 69 to 81 was the dark age of Pop Tarts. Sorry. Okay, so they came out in 64, and then they frosted them in 67. Wow. They've been around since that long. Yeah, they. I did not know this. So now, Whoa. unpopular opinion, my favorites are brown sugar. Brown sugar, like the apple cinnamon? Brown Those sugar Pop-Tarts. S'more oh. is the No, brown sugar, that's the flavor name. Oh, brown sugar is the flavor. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. S'mores. Well, maybe s'mores my mom awesome. demoed the s'mores flavor. Yeah, maybe she demoed a flavor. Hold on, Pop-Tarts, s'mores. Clearly we need to get, we <laughs> need to get Liz Grimma <laughs> to settle this. Well, as... Great as this conversation is. 1982. Yeah. 92 was Frosted's. What is that's, this website? There is not English. Okay. <laughs> not my information. I'm out. You now have seven pieces of malware on your computer. <laughs> All okay. because Dan. we needed a fact check Pop-Tarts. Do you it came out in the 60s. <laughs> Dan, get us out of here. What? Pull us out, buddy. All right. Pop-Tarts, uh, how are thanks you Thanks for watching the episode. Oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> how am I? Sorry. I didn't know how you You're, wanted me to take us out. He was signing off. Yeah. You said... All right, I so know how, you were prepared for a fiery rant. How am I? I was, oh my I'm god! Sure. So, listener, wow. not Dave and Mark. You guys can step aside for a second. Um, I'm just gonna drink my. Coffee. Google announced Google announced Stadia. Google oh. Stadia is a streaming video game service, which is a subscription service. It lets you play high end video games on any device. But it's what about the console. lag? 
It's not a con. I'm not there. Yet. It's not a console. It's not a a box. You can play it on Chrome, Google Chromecast, in your browser, on your phone, on your calculator if it has a Android. And I already, I already play games on my TI. <laughs> right. So I'm doing this, complex math. This has me tilted, and I think Mark and Dave know why. I'm not actually sure I know why. Why are you so tilted about this? I am tilted because it. This was us, your idea? It brings us to... <laughs> no, it wasn't. It brings us to an era of gaming that is fully subscription-based. And I'm talking like... You like don't even Gamefly? have... Gamefly? Yeah, but Gamefly... At least Gamefly puts you in control of the game. Does that bother you? It bothers me. What do you mean puts you in control of the game? All right, so the reason this really bugs me is that you're playing... You're sending a signal to a server probably closer to you than you think. And then that's behind you. Basically, <laughs> um, it's <laughs> close. To it's actually your PlayStation playing. The server is coming from inside the house. And then the input is registered on the game you're playing, and then it sends that back to your computer. And the reason why I say it all like that is because no matter how fast the internet gets, that's always going to be the process. There's no way around it. And I think that's going to bottleneck Stadia's growth. Well, yeah, but if you don't like it, why do you care? If I don't, well, because if Google succeeds, more people will do it. And if more people do it, the norm will become that. And if the norm becomes that, I'm sayed. Well, I I agree with the sadness because that was actually one of the things that t- bothered me too about it. I was like, but I, I like owning games. But I think it's clear that that can, is I mean, it's just future. not for you. Yeah, well, yeah. And I think the foreseeable future, it's kind of the model we have now is Probably, again, until the internet issues that you're kind of bringing up are fixed. Like, you know, this is not going to be what everyone does. But I don't know. I keep thinking back to Netflix. And how you can't I, oh, I oh, want to own own my DVDs. Now it's like, eh. Do I need to own I, I feel like it's different with a movie because you don't need to control anything with the movie. You don't have to. Much if more it, passive. Well, uh, how's this? When you're watching a movie and it, like, buffers for a second. And, yeah. you know, that, that's expected. And it, even if right. it's fast, that's expected. And if that happens during, like, an intense part of a video game, that's going to, like, whatever frustration you felt watching Netflix and having a buffer for that three seconds will be mm. exponentially felt. Yeah, and I think, I think, the, but, but I really, from watching that announcement, I don't think it's it's aimed at us. It's not. Like, it's not. It's, it's, it's for more really casual for, people. It's mm-hmm. for more casual people who really would the barrier of entry is that mobility where now it is suddenly anywhere I have a Chrome browser. Now I could be playing, you know, it, games. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a very attractive thought to be able to basically turn every console or every device I own into a Nintendo switch that can play Halo. But it's just not the level. ideal way to play it. Tech, I, like, I suppose like, yeah, like it's just the most premium experience for the foreseeable future is a box that is dedicated to doing that thing that is attached to your television. Like you were saying, like when things buffer, like that happens. If you're playing a game and it has to buffer, even if like you have awesome internet, like we know the internet internet's right. not consistent. Like if it has to, oh, you know, buffer once every ten minutes. Like why would I want to do that when I'm playing yeah. a sixty-hour game? I'd much rather just buy it and put it like. It's not, but that's not the word. The type of people who are appreciate who are trying to get the best experience in the game. That's is not for us. Yeah. What, what do you think, Dave? You had some thoughts earlier. You can get them out. All right. So, um, I haven't been following this too closely, but didn't Apple make an, uh, an announcement too? To yes. Try and... 
Apple announced what I want. Apple announced their version of PlayStation Plus. But it's Apple, all it's subscription dinky, based. Little dinky games. Dinky games. But like we play like dinky Hexic? games. They're all games we'd play for the podcast, dude. They're not Assassin's Creed colon Odyssey. No, they're not Assassin's Creed colon Odyssey. But they're like these cool looking minimalist kind of games. Some I think that Arrow one we've that one that was at E3. What was it? I do. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but the name is escaping me. Arrows and birds. That's the game it's called to me. The big bird and arrow girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. And that <laughs> game is going to be part of this. And it's interesting. All right. So that's a great thing to bring up, too, because it's interesting to see Apple do this in a time where people care now more than ever about how games are Delivered? paid for. Oh, paid, paid for. for. How, how the well, money gets to developers, how that all gets divvied up, and how... Do you think that um, free-to-play games opened up this Oh, yeah. Opportunity? I think it started the conversation, yeah. I think whatever... And it, I never really thought about it until I read um, the Jason Schreier book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Um, how every developer... Like, developers that are successful, they're okay but how much is riding on each project and how much it just changes the culture of a studio when they have a constant stream of revenue so they know what they're working with and they don't have to worry about necessarily totally. the you know the ups and downs of the next project and if you are you know that's kind of like with like Games Pass on Xbox it's like this is a consistent stream of revenue we're getting and it just changes like the fact that like it blows my mind that all their exclusives come to this one thing. And if I just have this one thing, I have literally all the exclusives and, I, and they always just come to it. Like, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, how is that even profitable? But it must be because it, they're doing it. Yes. And I, like, just to speak, it's actually kind of interesting because there's overlap between my actual career and, and that thinking. Um, I work for an agency. So we, you know, we don't live project to project, but we want bigger projects. We, we look for those. But I think a lot of other agencies look for projects but they also want products that they sell mm. so oh we've made this project management software as an award-winning agency yada 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 we realize that all these things are what we needed so now you need it pay for it ten dollars a month or whatever right and that's a, and that actually changes their business so for that to work in gaming makes sense to me and um where was i going with that anyway i think it's a good idea is what i'm saying because it's more I constant revenue yeah, and I and so like I get it, and ultimately I don't know. Sass. It might it might change software everything. as a service. Software as a service, but it really does come down to the software. Like I think, like do I think this is actually going to be really successful? Apple's thing. Yeah, yeah. no, I think I it's going to Google's thing. I think I, Apple Apple does with its audience what it's always been doing with its audience. Like it's not going to yeah totally like what for. Breaking them over the coals. I don't know. Yeah, it's like those people who play, you know, who are casual gamers who play, you know, like a Stadia audience and things like that. They're not going to be people who play 30, 40, 50 games a year. Yeah. So well, you it's know, interesting because I like iOS games. I really do. I like playing my my iPhone when I can. Like Old Man's Journey was fun on my phone. I disagree about that. <laughs> I liked it. That other game with the snowboarding. I don't think we put it on the podcast. But it's there. There are good phone games, and I hope more of them get made now. Well, but again, it's all about that exposure and having the access to things. And it's just like there's so many options. Give me a controller. Really... I, I do. <laughs> I think you, I think Apple's going to release one. That's my next prediction. Yeah, but again, like I don't think that's going to dramatically change the landscape of Xbox and PlayStation. No, and it Nintendo. won't. It won't. And Google's trying to attack that crop. 
Well, so, you know, no, some new so. dongles attach your controller. Dangles. <laughs> Going back to dongles. But yeah, like, know, but also at the same time, you know, like I always, I do think it, it always comes down to games. The games are the always. things that draw, like the, the experiences you want to play. Right. And yeah, so Google can get these third party things, but you know, they have Jade Raymond now has a studio, but uh, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, what are they going to produce? It's going to be the exclusives. It, to but me. like, eh, like, I just don't think th- it will still take a lot. Of, like, when did they really start? She was with EA Motive and they did Battlefield. Like, so she's probably been with Google, what, a year? Yeah, I mean, it'll so take time for her make, to get some traction. Exactly, but. so now we're already talking five, six years down the line to create yeah. a real big AAA experience, right. and that's one. Yep. Like, I just think the, the clearest thing to me in, you know, in 2030, are we still going to have dedicated boxes under our TVs playing games? I don't know anymore. I do think eventually it's going to come to the time where we all have TVs, and we have an Xbox app, and we have a PlayStation app, and yep. we have a Nintendo app, and they're all services that we pay for monthly. Uh, I just, I, um, unless, I just don't think it's that soon. Unless the internet changes exactly. fundamentally, I'm talking about like we don't call it the internet anymore. It's called the node now or something. And see, that even makes me think about like net neutrality, like how that. It's all, all yeah, that, it, yeah. And yeah. Article 13 <laughs> passed in Europe. What's 2030 going to look like for content? Probably not great if things keep going the way they are. So like. It's just I, about this constant monetization of things. So it's like, yeah. I think we definitely, I think we're going to have to change the way we think about games and like how we are going to access them. But I don't think that's, well, let's yeah. enjoy the PS5 and the Xbox too. Yep. And we'll Nintendo just, dongle you think, you think there'll be a PS5? It won't be like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Pretty sure there's going to be a PS5. I will say just as a footnote to this, Microsoft I, saw I Google's. Think, I think Dan's on the, is on the mindset that they're going to release like PlayStation games, I, and just like it's just gonna be only a streaming service. Only. No, I mean, eventually, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, not with Sony, but Xbox. The guy, the Xbox guy, you know. See, and that's, the that's Xbox what's, guy. That's why, like, I think it's interesting the two paths. Like, Sony is really staying like we are this garden behind a fence. You don't come in here, but you want to come in here, we'll let you in here, but you got to stay away. You got to play by our rules. You go play by our rules. Like, there's actually, like, You got to take your shoes off before you get in. (laughs) Yeah. And respect us when we're talking. Like, Microsoft (laughs) has taken that approach. It's like, we want our games everywhere, which really disincentivizes buying an Xbox. But at the same time, like, they're just trying to get their software. Like, Cuphead, I was going to say, like, is now going to be on the Switch, which is awesome. And... I guarantee you they approached Sony and they were like, Hey, do you, you know, the exclusivity is over. Do you want some, but they helped fund the games and Sony just clearly, except for like the big dogs, like Minecraft and Fortnite. It's just so clear that if their competitors will make a dime off anything they sell, they don't want to do it at all. Like they will resist as much as they can. But at the same time, you know, they could do that because they have the last of us and God of war. But I wonder like forever, like, is that going to be good enough in 10 years? I don't know. It's like you said, so. <laughs> it's always going to come down to the content. I'm just, I'm going to feel stupid if my PlayStation button tattoo doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, it will represent this lo- time. He just loves shapes. He loves shapes. Oh, have you ever um, seen the circles? Oh, and the and triangle. The triangle. <laughs> and my circle that's kind of misconstrued a little bit, but I have to get it. It's hard to have like a circle tattoo. Apparently. It's hard to keep. Yeah, that's, that's I, do, I do need to get it fixed, but don't get strong time. wrists. It'll turn to an oval. Or hairy arrest. Anyway, speaking of hairy arrest, I have been. Um, I platinum Dastrobot. It was phenomenal. I don't want to. 
What, what does that have to do with a hairy wrist? I have hairy wrists. It's you, me. Oh. <laughs> you didn't catch that? Did you no. think he was going to segue into something else? No, I just, I didn't understand why he, that went the straight transition. to VR. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's me, and I'm about that. But now I'm taking a break because I think I'm going to try to like alternate. Because you were VRB like, I need to be, here. I need to be more in the real world. Well, there is a certain thing of like it gets a little annoying eventually. It's like okay, I got to put this helmet on every time I want to yeah. sit and play. Which is one get, of the big. They get tiring. Nuances. Yeah, uh, Scott. I mean, I, I'm curious to see once I start getting into different experiences where the movement is different. Like I really haven't played that much, so we'll see how that kind of transitions. Does it do um, that movement? thing where like you point at the ground and teleport no like you control the little robot man in a like a like a era so you're look kind of looking down at him and you follow yeah. him so i never felt motion oh, sickness like that. that that what i was just describing that method of moving around in vr has always seemed annoying and has stopped me from being interested in vr i will let you know when i eventually get to a game where you do that where, yeah, like I wonder, because I'm like, why can't I just walk around? Because then you'll crash like, into stuff. Apparently. Well, you know, like just move with areas are areas are big and your house is small. It is a little small. I, I really, my room where I play. There's an upper limit for so many technologies that are coming out right now, and I think VR is one of them. Hmm. I'm such a negative person about it, but at the same Pretty time, negative. I'm like, the internet's not going to be fast enough. VR, eh, whatever, you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not tired. Let me, let me know when I can jack into the Matrix. <laughs> not even that. Time. I'm talking right now. When they get the internet in the brain, uh, I'll be able to <laughs> No! Because then they're going to be like, oh, if you want to think about that, you got to pay $10 more a month right now. Aren't That's you and Bob right. all about being robots? Yeah, I'm telling you. Any limb, anything I could switch, cyborg me up. Um, which would be helpful for poor JJ because she, she lost some parts during this game. So let's transition main topic. Main topic. Oh yeah. (laughs) Hey, just, I'm trying to muster some excitement from Dave. Well, you said main topic and then you didn't do anything. I thought your internet popped out. Well, because then Dave says main topic and then you say main topic. Main topic. topic. All right, cool. Well, the main topic is the missing colon JJ Macfield and the Island of Memories. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. JJ, breath from that one <laughs> J- <laughs> I haven't exercised JJ like scours Memoria Island to find her best friend who has gone missing during a camping trip in order to save her best friend she puts her own body on and life on the line reviving infinitely as she possesses fo- or presses forward why did she go missing what is going on in this world that last question is just very like <laughs> what's happening in this world this game is mostly positively, very positively reviewed. Uh, came mostly. out in October of 2018, and it was developed by White Owls Incorporated. And finally, popular user-defined text for this product are... Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Female protagonist. True. Adventure. Very true. And then there's two more. Doll parts. Uh, oh, I was going to go similar to where I was going to go with it. Um... <laughs> Wigs and doll parts. The winner goes to Dave with doll parts. Um, doll parts. Sounds like a band name. <laughs> it's a song by Hole. Called Doll Parts? Unless he was just singing. Hole. Well, yeah, you were so close with which Gore. Which is a synonym for Portal, which we was used in the Cinnamon <laughs> Challenge. One of the, one of the tags is Gore, which I'm like, I'm starting to question. It's pretty gory. And uh, the last tag is your favorite and mine. Indeed. Yeah, and this game isn't indie because it was published by somebody else. 
So I don't don't understand what that even means anymore. Anyway, let's not get into that topic. But Dave, I'm sorry. I just said a whole bunch of words. I stuttered. I confused myself. What do you feel about what is this game to you? Oh, it's a it's heart and soul. It's a puzzle platformer. Heart and soul. At at its heart and soul. (laughs) It's at its heart and soul. It's a a puzzle platformer that centers around making the the player uncomfortable with the things that you have to do in order to solve the puzzles. It is true. I often, well, let's not get ahead. I have thoughts because as you know, most games that you play, you're trying to protect your avatar. But in this game, you're like, I have to hurt her in order (laughs) to pass through this. When, oh, this is a spoilerful podcast of well, JJ. Discover Charles. We are spoiling everything about this game. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of get into the, the nitty gritty of it, I just want to take a moment to kind of talk about the, the indie scene as a whole. And I think what's cool and like one of the things that kind of drove us to this podcast is finding these games that I think tell unique stories and yeah. s- tackle topics that we don't get to see a lot in games. So, like, real quick, maybe just things that kind of pop out to you, like, unique stories, things that were like, oh, I haven't seen a game go this place before. Like, Dave, anything popping out at you? For this game, particularly? No, just in in general. general, Just games. The beauty of indie games and and their ability to Or maybe a podcast game. Seeming like, in in general, um, I mean, I always like that indie games are, you know take bigger risks they right. I mean, that's why i find them so enticing and i don't even think that that's necessarily um story wise i even think gameplay wise they they do things that other companies are afraid to do right so now, like is there a game in your head it's like that was a game that really took a risk right now i can't for, <laughs> i don't want to say that um thinking blank but i can't stop thinking of did you ever i we never played this game for the podcast but it's a game called like uh what is the name of this game oh great i'm trying it's um, everyone knows this name what is the name again explain it to us it's a a game where it's like if you stand still you die it's like a multiplayer game where it's yeah infinite runner (laughs) so you have to like you have to keep moving in order to stay alive Game is called Stay Alive. It's speed. I don't remember that. You're talking about the the movie with the bus. But no, like, I mean, just things like that, or like even like, what's our one of our favorite games to play every time that we're together? Oh my god! Oh my god! Towerfall. What, Towerfall right? is right? so. And we're I don't just think like it's a risk. It doesn't take a risk, but it's so simple, it, and I feel like a main studio would never dream of putting out. Yeah. Such a simple game. I think it does take a tiny risk because there's no online multiplayer, and and I, I think that if the you told this to EA, probably just too if much. you told this to a company that was like we have to make money on online multiplayer and keeping players persistent, like no, that's the that's against the idea. Like that would be a deal breaker, I think, and that's why Towerfall takes a risk. I think mm. well, not a big what risk. You, what about you, Dan? Uh, games that jump out to you is oh, I think um, I think the Edith Finch took huge risks. It's in the storytelling. Love that game. Um, just mainly because they made the. I mean, it sounds terrible to say, but the tragic death of a baby into art, mm. and that's an insane sentence that I never thought I would say. Right. But that game's story brings that out, and you hear it, and you probably don't think that sounds great, but then you experience it, and you're like, I am changed. 
that happened. And I think that is, to me, one of the beauties of indie games. When that scene, that kind of scene can exist and actually mean something. And um, I think that that's a good my example. Mm. What about you, Mark? What game, I, you've had more some, time to think about this than Dave and me. So. Well, what I was thinking about it, I was like, so some games I wrote down that we played podcast-wise, Hellblade was a big one. Oh, yeah. The game also like took huge risks. Huge risks about what it was trying to prove. And, and that one's a do. big one because Ninja Theory worked on it. They're yeah, like, they like indie studio themselves. Right. They, they decided um, to indie it. Other things that were done, Papers, Please, mm. which I thought just, again, just the angle and the things it was asking you to do, but the, the, the point it kind of made. Mm-hmm. And then Dave's favorite game, Florence. Loves it. Which I thought was a kind of a very brave story to tell. So with that in mind, do you consider... <laughs> In terms of the risk, like, does... I don't feel like Florence has... (laughs) I just thought it up. I I love the delay. I don't feel like Florence has anything to give us other than cute art. Ouch. It's all just if she, she right. needed to I'm fail sure that, at the end of that game. I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that um, it's quite some hyperbole, but um, I just well, I, I get upset. I know. Florence. I just had to push your buttons, but I do bring that stuff up because, and actually, I, the, Molly gave me this thought. We were talking about um, just books and stuff, and she said, <laughs> just, "You know, just books and stuff. Just, just books, just not toys like we talk about all the time." Well, pretty much. But <laughs> so she was saying how like there's really two types of books. There's mirror books and there's window books. Mirror books are the things. There are stories that are tell you're being told, and you recognize things about yourself in them. And then there's window books, which are giving you a viewpoint of a life or an issue that you that really not don't like have an attachment own. to. And then, so with that idea, I was like, you know, they're games. So something know. that's... So a game that teaches some, you something some, about yourself is a mirror game. Right. And a game that teaches you something about a world you don't have access to is a window game. Right. So then I was... Tra- so I was what like, about like a fantasy like world? What's that? What about like a fantasy world that doesn't necessarily have much to give in terms of? Uh... Well, then when you start thinking about who these characters are, what are their issues? Like, is okay. it something yeah. that is it about an approach okay. or something that you can relate to right. or you can't? Fair so enough. With that, yeah. So then I was thinking about like the games we've played, and then you know as we're thinking about the game tonight, like this was a huge window book. Oh, for us, oh, I was because here's an example, just so you can tell me if this is a window or a mirror. Take the story of the original trilogy of Star Wars with the Hero's Quest and okay. and Luke. Is that a window or a mirror? I mean, I th- I think the I just, Hero's Quest I feel... is a huge mirror for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That we all have we all have our humble origins and we everyone have, has to prove something to their dad. I, <laughs> I I was introduced to my father's lightsaber. And it was my heirloom. It was glowing. But uh, to get back to the missing, like, (laughs) you know, this this was a game that, you know, it starts, what was the message? Because you you put up the game, it says, this game is made with the belief that nobody's wrong for being what they are. Right. And I was like, all right, Swerty. Okay, let's go for it. By the way, that's that's all I needed to know. Oh, yeah. I knew exactly what the game was about when that was uh, said to me. Which is funny. So, like, what this game is also about is we just kind of come out to the, the bits of it. That, you know, this is about a, a boy transitioning to becoming a girl and the journey mentally and physically and all the, the things that, that it took. And in classic Mark fashion, totally went over my head until yeah. literally the ending. And I was like, oh. Wait, not even that. Like, nope, never put it together. 
Wow. I was thinking she was I was thinking she was gay and she fell in love with Emily. Oh. And this is about her. So I was like, this seems a little you know, in twenty nineteen and again maybe this is playing off my kind of ignorances again as the, uh, my favorite Innocence part of the po- podcast also... three generic white men try to talk about yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah, when I realized this game was about a, a trans person, I was like, oh, this should read well. But see, but see, that's <laughs> the point, because I think, again, it's something that we don't have a lot of exposure right. to. Mm-hmm. And why, so, so like, as we, you know, just getting the general vibe, I don't think you guys liked this game as much as I did. Uh, but it got to me to the point of how important games like this are because when you just, I, I just quickly did like a google search i'm like trans characters in video games no not a whole lot uh that uh, diablo i think somebody said yeah. later was trans in that story and i was like that's a pass like i'll give that one to blizzard i guess yeah and it's just like there's a lot is of there things, a, like, is like, there a trans overwatch character did, did they not tackle that well, yet? So, but like, so like tracer's gay, tracer's so, gay soldier's gay like when you so you think of the the general you know LGBTQ, yeah. But there's no trans character. No, yeah. and that's what I, I thought really... Moira was, but maybe I'm mistaken. Well, some other things that, that came up was like Poison. If you remember Poison, po- what? Remember it's I forget what game that's. It's some of those like side-scrolling brawlers where it looks no. like a girl, but it's actually a guy. Poison? No. You don't remember Poison? No. If you do a quick Google of Poison. Do you, you want me to? Not really. I'm doing it. <laughs> if you desire po- to. Poison um, side scroll? Flea from Chrono Trigger. Oh, a yeah. man, but also kind of a woman. See, but like even as we kind of said that, like it, it makes me realize it's like our understanding of gender. It's like we're kind of like, is that trans? Is that not trans? From like, Final Fight? F- Final Fight. That's that. Really? Is that no Poison? I no, mean, I don't I... know. That's weird. All right, I guess it's not that weird. And, and we, we should next we should talk about Birdo. Yeah, I know, right, Birdo. <laughs> but so, like a game like this, although it is very kind of, it is very weird. This is a weird game. The game is weird, absolutely but, weird. What is the name things... of that character from uh, from Catherine? She's yes, there's the, wait, there the was, waitress. Yeah, and there was actually there's a huge controversy coming out with the new version of it, oh, really? where there's an ending that's supposed to be like a good end. I don't actually know if this is true. Uh, it was like blowing up on recent era, but like there's an ending where she doesn't transition, or was it a he? I forget where the star point was. The the waitress. Yeah, that and so like the good ending was like they don't transition. Erica. Like, oh. Yeah, but like I don't know the, all the details of that. So instead of sticking my foot in that. I think that was one of the things I really appreciate about this game, though, is that mm-hmm. in the terms of what this journey involved and kind of them kind of leading us to the mechanics and the gruesomeness of it. Did you feel that kind of took away from kind of the messaging that it did involve so much kind of like body gore and <sighs> like darkness? <laughs> um, I don't think it took away from the messaging. I think it tried to drive points home with it. Mm. Um. And at first I was very disturbed by it because it is disturbing objectively just watching this character let themselves get mutilated to go through a level. Mm-hmm. And I think that was part of the messaging mm-hmm. that it, it's it's hard and painful and it has to happen. Yeah. And, right. And it was – but, I mean, just speaking about the gameplay in that sense, like just let's take away the story for a second. Oh my God! Was it like a, a messed up thing to have to think? Okay, if I set myself on fire and then run, what happens? Oh, if I fall too hard, then I just die. Okay, I gotta do it again. You have to continuously 
Right, because it's not yourself. like JJ doesn't like like oh it's like jokey cartoony like when she's set ablaze she's screaming like she she's screams oh god why oh god ah why and I'm like I, I I'm sorry <laughs> but yeah. that's the they don't make it's it the easy. mechanics yeah they yeah. don't make it easy the mechanic and, they, and it's it's, it's mm-hmm. control slow which I think was on purpose mm-hmm. um you know they make you feel every animation yeah which, it's not like it's not really like a smooth platformer no. No, no, you're not playing Super Mario Brothers over here. Like, it's not snappy. But yeah. well, what about you, Dave? Did, did the mechanics My, you feel kind of get in the way? It, there are two things here. Like, I understand the purpose of the mechanics being analogous to what JJ is going through mm. in terms of the pain of living and stuff like that, and like all the torture she mentally and physically that she she's going through during this time of her life and i appreciate that but However. i don't <laughs> appreciate like the length of time and repetition of animations for certain parts of the game just like like as a as like a fundamental mechanics like as taking a, away with the meaning behind it just actually playing it yeah like if i have to keep letting myself on fire and like because i failed at this platforming part and then i have to go back and do it again and it just takes longer as just as long as it did the first time and then like you fall over because that's just part of it you know because mm. like when you first go on fire you run like at top speed and if you crash into something you fall over unless you like you know you maintain something yeah right. or like you know same thing like when you when the world flips upside, upside down when you receive such like a you know severe head trauma you mm. know like and then when you have to hold the button to transform and he- regenerate and heal yourself, like those animations just can take so long. And I just didn't like the repetition of that. Hmm. Yeah. They're, they're yes. Like, I, I, I get it. You know, right. right. Solving after the six puzzle, hours of getting it. It's true because yeah. solving the puzzle happens very much, much quicker than being able to physically solve it. It's like, right. I know the steps. Now allow me to continue with the story. I'd like to learn more about what's going on, but you keep getting hit with water, and or it's something, something dumb. Yeah, there was one timing puzzle in the catacombs. Like, yeah, with the, the water dropping down, and, and you I can't was really like, see it that well. I was like, this mm. isn't, this isn't making me want to move forward. But I right. again to reiterate, I understand that this was part of the storytelling. Yeah, so yeah. I can't totally hate on it either. Yes, yeah, I like, felt I like. Kinda, I was going to say, I felt like the most of the enjoyment for me came through reading the text messages and stuff like that on the phone. Yeah. And it just it just before we kind of get to the characters and, and like the, the areas and stuff like that, like I, I kind of oscillated a little bit back and forth. Mm. Um, like I think when I think in my head, like a perfect puzzle platformer in terms of how it feels and controls, I think inside is always thing that kind of jumps in my head where mm-hmm. I see the puzzles and the way the jumping and the animations move. Like I never felt like oh, I can't yeah. pull this off. Like I know what I need to do. Yeah. Um, this definitely had, it doesn't feel great to play. Right. But at the same time, I, one of my, my soft spots is I love, love, love games that are able to take very tried and true genres, like a puzzle platformer enter a mechanic but make the mechanic that feels makes total sense with the story and adds mm-hmm. a layer to that like yeah. so like when we're talking about like when we talked about hellblade where 
the, the tutorialization is kind of the voices inside your head kind of telling you what you should do or shouldn't do. Yeah. Like, it makes sense for the story, but yet also makes sense of the gameplay aspect. And, and that part for me, like, I never got stuck anywhere long enough where I was like, uh, I definitely agree with the animations are like, okay, I cracked over and I gotta put my body parts together and just gotta do that next right. snap thing again. It's like the 80th time I've done it. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know, like, it was annoying, but not enough that made that took away my appreciation for what it was doing. Yeah. Um, so Dave, you mentioned like the text messages. So as you're puzzle platforming, you are interacting with all these different characters. Yeah. The more donuts you collect. <laughs> By well, the donuts you collect. And there's so, some story ones too, right? Yeah. So like there's mom and Emily who are kind of the core ones. Yeah, they're that the story. Get... They're the story yeah. texts. But all the, all, as far as I can tell, your friends and like, like whatever Philip their names and are, and FK, yeah, Abby, yeah. Uh, Philip, Lily, and, and the professor. professor Those are all and based FK. on the donut progression, right? Yes. So, Dave, you thought those conversations ended. I thought, like, it, um, you know, it made me more attached to JJ the more I read mm. them. So I liked that. Because otherwise I felt like there wasn't enough story for me to be attached to, like... Yeah, like, who is this girl? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. You were thinking, like, what the, the, I guess the pronoun would be her. Because yes, you transitioned. That's, that's what she she's sees herself as. So you, Right. Right. So. so, what about you, Dan? Did you enjoy the text messages? They were fun. Um, they... We're fine. I think I was more interested in finishing the game and the next puzzle, and mm. I would usually get them because I, 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 you know you find them mid level, and I would usually get them in the middle of brainstorming a puzzle. And I'd be like ah, and as in real life, I either fully have time to commit to a full conversation on text, or my phone's in the other room and I don't care. Right. And um, <laughs> it's never anything in between. So I wasn't always willing to open it up, but then when I found a lull, I might remember to go check it later. Yeah. So it was, but I, but overall, I enjoyed that part of the game because it was interesting to hear from FK and JJ's doll. I'm assuming. Yeah. And um, that that was goofy and weird. Not goofy, but, but quirky. Yeah. And and I, and I I I felt like the text messages a lot of times really did cut the segments into. It does sometimes. Okay, I'm hitting a wall right now because I have to look at all these text messages. But at the same time, I, I did. I thought this they were so essential to kind of feeling who JJ is as a person. Mm-hmm. All the people she interacts with are very different. They're on their mm-hmm. own different spaces. And, you know, JJ still finds common points between them. But I thought it was a nice kind of, it seemed like there was a nice represent, representation of all these different people and how they all had different problems and how they all, yeah. even though maybe seemingly had it together, they really didn't. And it was kind of like, you know, this overall bigger message to kind of took for a minute is like, Everyone has kind of problems. Obviously, some people's problems are a little bit more bigger than others. But let's 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 spend some time on the weirdness of this. So, the the big thing at the end, it's like, what is this existence really? JJ is like this is basically a near death experience. Yes, is the best way to, to phrase it. JJ um, attempted to, to commit suicide, and it's and she's in this weird dream coma um, sequence, and that's yeah. what the whole game exists in. Yeah, so it's like all the enemies, all the areas, you know, all her interactions with these people are not actually happening. Everything is happening inside her head. The text messages with the friends are based on real conversations. But with Emily, I think FK, we can take that. It's like, and all these things she's seeing and doing, you know, you you get the sense that none of this is real. Well, it's it's like kind of surreal. Like, you're not really sure what's real, what's not. Yeah. So, like, do you guys felt that that added an element of interest like a mystery to these things or was it just like everything just feels really weird for no reason 
Uh, I, I, I embraced the weirdness as a dream pretty much immediately. I was like, okay, clearly this isn't an alternate reality. When, like, when you get saved by a, a moose doctor thing? The moose doctor thing was pretty right. indicative Cute. of dream time. Oh my god, that it was oddly weird. Uh, oddly, like, did it bother but... anyone else that when she? Oh, you didn't get to the end, Dan. I didn't. You we can, can tell spoil me. it for a minute. Okay, but at uh, the already... very end of the game, when they rescued JJ out of this, and they asked him, her, they asked um, JJ, they asked JJ what, what he, yeah. what she sees. I only say him in that scene because at that scene, like, it's like a male voice actor, and you know, well, I, at the very we'll, end, we'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> but I'm just okay. saying, like, but uh. You know, he see. They ask him what what, he, they ask her what she sees, and he says, or she says, a deer. And I'm like, that's a moose. <laughs> is it a moose? I don't know. Moose? I don't know antlers enough to make. No, it has it, it, has the curved antlers. I thought that moose antlers can't went see out. Right now, but everyone thought, is doing this motion. <laughs> I thought that, moose antlers went out and yeah. up. No, these ones, well, these ones are moose antlers, I'm pretty sure. Well, after right. basically slicing your wrist open, I'm not going to judge you yeah. if you can't distinguish it between blood, blood. Moose Oh, is that, is that, so it was, they showed that then. Well, they say, they, 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 and this is something that, Dan, you didn't beat the game, but this is what uh, they were. Just for the record, listener, Dan didn't beat the game. Just in case you're wondering, <laughs> listener, I didn't beat the game. Um... <laughs> at, they say that what saved JJ is the fact that he was, she was clutching her doll, FK. And the doll helped and stop the, doll the bleeding slow the, enough. Stop the bleeding mm-hmm. slow enough. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And see, like, on the, to kind of jump on that point, this, one of my favorite things is kind of like the mix of reality and fantasy and like trying to find symbolic meaning and things. Like, remember when we played um, Virginia? And I really liked how the game was very quick cuts, so it always felt like really interesting parts of scenes. But I think we all came away from that conversation kind of frustrated because we never we never knew where the line was. Like this is real, and then now this is fake. And what's what do we take as symbolism? What do we don't take? Like with this game, because we could take it all as symbolism. There's a lot of symbols. The whole game is one big analogy, and that's what's so cool. What's one of my favorite things is the way jj's running motion is which is very much like a a kid running away from bullies or something yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. a youthful it's sprint. very it's with, a like, youthful with yeah. a little sprint. with the little punches in the in the run like right no yeah, right. I know, like, <laughs> did you did you try a little bit with the different skin dave after you beat it no you can now you can play through the game again you like unlock skins as the end uh jj where that still kind of physically looks like a boy. Oh, okay. But, like, all the mannerisms and everything is still the same. Oh, okay. So it's just kind of interesting because, like, oh, that's but that's kind of because the person that who she feels. Right. That's JJ. But, like, going to the, like, all the symbols of things, like, that was actually one of the things I had the most fun about. It's once I kind of realized, okay, this is all, like, a, a dream. Like, what are all these things meaning? So I'm just going to run down some things. Yeah, like, what's, what's the meaning of the bowling alley? Like, that stuff? Well... Oh, yeah, I just, literally I just, just got there too. I was trying just to think of like what things make sense to me. So for the enemies, I think the obvious thing, the hair shrieker, um, is you know she's holding around a big box cutter because that's what JJ used to kill herself. Oh, that stupid thing. Well, I also yeah. th- I also that question thing is if if that's the knife that he does that she designed. Is that it, not JJ? It, 
See, I, I yeah, view that change, JJ. JJ. No, no, well, yeah. the, the because there's, they discover that JJ is like a boy wearing a wig, or physically a boy, I should say, and they create that fake profile for her, and it's got like the gray like outline things. So I was like, oh, that's the Shrieker. So it's like that oh, kind of always represents social yeah. media. Okay. Yeah, that thing. Like if you look at it, it looks like the Shrieker. So it's like okay, so this is how she kind of this version of herself that she's hates and is afraid of. Mm, um, I, I did not see see that. I just assumed it was just just a side of her she didn't like. Well, yeah, I mean, you could kind of look at that too. Like, yeah. and again, none of this is probably true, but this is just things I wrote down. But if okay. you, but if you saw it, it was meant to be seen. That's how I always view stuff like this. Like, but see, that's what's fun about games like this because everything is. There's no yeah. like oh, what was real, what was not. It's all open to interpretation. interpretation. Yeah. Um, Mark the, likes the situations where he can't be wrong. <laughs> um, the puzzle with the Venturian person who is kind of like. Oh, like their body was formed wrong, so you have to kind of put them the different pieces. That was should have been the huge tell for me that this is about a person transitioning. Oh, the big totally went over my head. Thing. Only that afterwards, was, I was like, oh, like, yeah, was that the Da Vinci puzzle. puzzle thing. Yeah, that was. Yeah, because when you listen to the way it's described, it's like a person who was built wrong, and it's like that's how she feels that that's she how, was yeah. built wrong. Um, what are some of the things? I think the church thing was pretty on the nose. Where that was. Yeah, like her mom is very religious, you know. And there was another thing where she said she discovers the clothes because, mm. you know, JJ is just dressing like a girl because that's how she feels she is. But I was like, oh, maybe it is Emily's clothes and they're gay. Didn't even see it. Um, um, but like, <laughs> you just, the first thing in the game tells yeah, you everything like, you need that to kind know. Of con- the conservative <laughs> element in her life where she feels like she is, there is something wrong with her. Right. And it's one of the few enemies, like the owls, when they hit you, like they take you out. They ruin you. They rip you apart. So like that kind of just pressure she feels from the church. Um, What are some other things I thought were interesting? Let's let's maybe instead of going through all this, let's focus a little bit more about JJ and Emily. Um, What did you see as their relationship? Because I actually keep questioning whether it, I actually understand their relationship. I imagine them being in love and I I only do that like romantic love. Yeah. Yeah, Romantic romantic love. love. Only because I compared it to the other Actually, the text messages told me that. And then whenever Emily and JJ interacted, it seemed more intimate, more personal, more like JJ was like, okay, I'm not, I don't personally hate you. But every other character, she seemed to be like bothered by. I I see it as romantic love and Emily's just very accepting. Like she doesn't care what, she's in love with the person that is JJ. Right. Mm. So... This the, as the whole game as you're progressing, you're trying to get to this clock tower um, at the very end, yeah. and something happened at that clock tower. I, I think it's fair to assume that this is where JJ opened up to Emily about the fact that she, you know, while physically a boy, feels like a girl. Um, so you felt that she was accepting of it. Yes. Okay. I think that all these text messages are, you know, mostly after the fact, after Emily already knows the secret. Yeah. Because I was starting to wonder if maybe Emily's initial reaction wasn't positive. Because when you think about Emily in the game, obviously, since this is all a coma state, that's not really Emily she's chasing after. Because Emily's not there. She's dead. Um, Like, the text messages are Emily. So all that is actual their conversations. Yeah. But... 
and I forget, I was reading, somebody wrote an article about this and I thought it was interesting that, so if you take Emily as like a symbol of hope, but it's like JJ, it's like JJ's hope that everything will be okay, that this was a person who does accept her for who she is. And it was one interesting, oh God, I wish I should have wrote the person's name down. That's why Emily, all her name, like every time she talks is backwards. Like when you actually hear it, it's because she's kind of talking to herself, JJ. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, but then when you get to the end and Emily hung herself, so I was like, well, why would Emily hang herself? And I wonder, you know, that taking the next step is why did JJ feel like she needs to kill herself? I wonder if Emily's initial response to this was not accepting. So that's why she felt all hope was lost. And like, this is not like, there's, there's no point in living anymore. It's like this one person who I trust to be my actual self to doesn't even accept me. I just and that's assumed, why she's hanging at the end. I assumed that was all like parental pressure stuff. And that like I mean, there is that element of it too, yeah. You know, because her because her, mo- her mom wasn't exactly you know we'll fix you, type stuff. Yeah. Which so there's that side of it too, but and then also when when you do realize she, you know, she does get revived and Emily is yeah. there clearly accepting. Yeah, of I who see. She I is. don't think that. I think that's just part of the nightmare, the Emily hanging herself thing. That even think, like this I, hope was running lost. away thing. Well, I feel like that's what JJ was going through after. You know, her mom trying to fix her nonsense, mm. you know? Yeah. So I don't have anything to say about this because I haven't experienced <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Emily's dead? No, no. she's not. Oh. But she's, she's, she's just streaming that up, and FK explains that to her, but, like, Got you know. Hemorrhage. Major hemorrhage. Yeah, I mean, did you not think that that was... Yeah, that was clearly her... The doc, you know, being worked on by a EMT. It's her hearing that. I know. I I got that. On the table. I I just, (laughs) I didn't put it really together. And that the lightning was clearly like paddles. No, I think I I suspected that. (laughs) And especially with the box cutter, that was another big thing. I was like, oh, something happened. Well, I was just saying, like, Dan, you were mentioning as you were trying to beat it before, like the red wings. Like you could take that as kind of, you know, cutting Some sort of mutilation. Yeah. Yeah. Because on the cover, JJ is quite bloody of the game. Right. And, and there is this kind of whole sense of, you know, going back to, again, how the mechanics interfere, like how she doesn't feel comfortable with her body, who she is physically, that it right. just, her, her, and actually this, that's like a heavy and deep. I was like, is this a little too gory and things like that? Um, I actually had to go to a training as a teacher, you know, and as we're giving more attention to the trans population. Um, you realize 61% of trans teenagers try to kill themselves. That's sad. That's not okay. And so when I was thinking, it's like, is this game too gory and too leaning into that? Again, I I think this is uh, taking that that idea of a window. Like this is really giving me a good sense of how uncomfortable and how your whole sense of reality, when you don't feel like you belong in the body that you're physically in, how tough that is. Yeah. It's something none of us will understand. And I do think, games like this take steps to help us do so and i think i think it makes this game pretty important yeah so to start wrapping it up you know we're going to try a a new little (laughs) we're going to try it down for you there listener instead of trying to give another each a little diatribe we'll kind of try this in the next few weeks so we just played the missing colon jj macfield and the island of memories is what for me i'm gonna say is important because I think See, there's uh, now I'm doing the thing where I'm explaining it. I'm just saying <laughs> this is important. 
Okay. I'm going to say message over gameplay. Hmm. Dave, final word. Um, I'm going to say that this game is uncomfortable. <laughs> you okay. know? Because I, I, I just think that that's how it made me feel um, while playing it. Because just well, I, I want to explain it. I want to explain, <laughs> like... That's better. I'm joking. I want to explain that the the whole process of intentionally hurting my avatar in the game is, like, the antithesis of how I play every other game. Right. Right. You know, and because of that, it made me very uncomfortable. And I think that's quite meaningful as, you know. Yeah. So well, I get it. But, you know. You know. I don't want to make this a long section. <laughs> it's fine. But there, there was, I was thinking about this earlier. It's interesting. Oh, you're doing a Dave thing where we're trying to move on and you're going to bring no. up a bigger point. <laughs> no, 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 no. You brought, you actually made me think of this earlier, Mark. Um, you're, you're spending the whole time, you know, JJ isn't comfortable in, in her body because of the fact that JJ is trans and, mm. you know, learning to deal with that. The whole game, we're learning how to correctly mutilate JJ to move forward. There's something really odd about that. That we're, oh oh okay, that's a small crevice. I have to get just the head and roll. Oh oh, I need to. I need light. It's time to set myself on fire. Like we learned these things. We right. know that now. That is a strange and somehow powerful message to be sent. <laughs> like Blum. that's I don't know. Good no, job. Good job. Good job. Sweetie. Owl. Owl. Um, white owls. Some. Owl. Hold on. Oh, well, anyway, it's the deadly premonition guy. That's yes, good job, deadly premonition guy. Key. Okay, final segment of the night. Final segment of the night. Let's bring it up, boys, because it's your little taste maker time. So I got, boos, boos, I got boos, some boos, boos. taste maker. Um, sorry. Taste maker. I, um, it's I time to make the taste. So you know, I like the red herring challenges. Those oh, yeah, are kind yeah. of my, those, those, my those, kind of my thing. Um, I'm you being cynical. Mm, it might help you, I guess. If you, you uh, yeah. There's no rule that says you can't have a pen. I'm writing everything down. Listen, Dave. Do you need? A, you can have. No, I don't need want. a pen. All right. It's all on his head. Uh, clearly, there's no googling allowed. Oh wait, hang so, on. Scoreboard currently. Oh, so Dave, I don't know it yet. Two, Mark one, Dan Zilch. Oh, yeah, bad season for me, listener. I don't know what to do, but maybe I'm gonna try Mark to get a monkey this season. Let's maybe, see. dude. I'm out of the game. I've been out of the game for a couple seasons now. So here, here's what I put together. I don't have any faith in Google Stadia. I have zero faith in Google Stadia. I think it's going to be added to this list of gaming hardware failures, um, even even though it's a service. (laughs) So what I've done is I've put together a list of less popular gaming hardware failures, and one of them is is a red herring. Wait, so is it actual systems, or is it things about Hardware failures, uh, systems, systems. Okay, so someone tried releasing this piece of hardware and it bombed. It bombed. So what are okay. we guessing? We're guessing which one's fake, or we're guessing which one's real. You're guessing which one is fake. Okay. I've I've planted a, a false idol in, in this set of three. Okay. So awesome. there are five. Two one, truths two, and three, a lie. Four, five. <laughs> that's correct. Two truths, and, two failures, and a fake. That's what this is. That's that's a good. That's two a good. real failures. If you t- if you guys tie. I'm going to make you. I'm going to randomly pick a streamer, and tell you, um, the range of viewers they have, and you have to play Prices Right with their viewer number. <laughs> okay. Um, that's we'll the. See comes to it. That's, that's the fair. tiebreaker. I think it. it's yeah. It's completely random. Uh, all right. First one. 
and you both can answer at the same time. I, I would suggest you do that. Um, we have on our list Hyperscan, Videotron, or Game Tablet. Oh, Jesus. That's um, right, baby. Two failures and a fake. Two of those are real. I yep. I feel like Videotron is real. I'm going to say Game Tablet. Okay, Mark chooses Game Tablet. Dave? Dave I, I'm us. also going with I game. wasn't sure. I'm, I'm, also, I'm also going to go with Game Tablet. Okay, you are both wrong. Oh, game okay. Tablet is a real thing. Who made Game Tablet? Uh, I don't have my list. Um, oh, but thanks, video, Videotron. <laughs> Videotron. I have it all on my phone. Um, Videotron. Videotron. Is that was real? The, was the fake one, yeah. Okay. I was like, of course, it's the one I think is real. <laughs> right, I'm looking up the list just so I can. I don't know. Who, I don't think it says who video. Um, okay. It's a g- generic. Which one was the one that you X. didn't? Oh damn! We, hyper, no, no, no. Hyper, you, you, Videotron was the. Real, you guys both Game got it wrong. Tablet. Game tablet was by. Mitsubishi. Oh yeah. No, I think I had to take off the first part of it. Oh yeah, it's the U Draw game tablet. Oh. Uh, the graphics tablet developed by THQ. Oh, because okay. oh, that's what sunk them. You draw. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Zero points all around. Oh, so it's also peripherals. That's not a um, system. That's a peripheral. It's oh, yeah, a video, hardware. Video game mm. hardware failures, right. yeah. I misconstrued this. I all did right. say hardware. I actually wrote hardware specifically. All right. But, oh, so you think you would have... Okay. You would, that would have changed. Probably not. <laughs> if you did say you right. draw, I would have been like, what? Okay. They, uh, yeah, I took off like the company name because obviously um so this is just a peripheral or hardware name second question vectrex digiblast or action play these action are action play's got to be real these are failures what's the first one two failures and a fake vectrex, vectrex. digiblast and action play i'm going vectrex i'm gonna go with digiblast once again you're both wrong action play <laughs> is the fake why is so right, real? Here's the, the one that I think is real is the thing. Uh, I, I can't. I, I don't know. All right. Uh, got it. No Keep points. It Looking like a tiebreaker is coming our way. <laughs> All right. Third, two false, two failures and a fake. Okay. Gizmondo, Astrocade, and Wonder Pixel. The second one. You can just go with the first one. Gizmondo. Gizmondo no, is real, real. and Astrocade is real. Uh, Ac- wait, Wonder is Pixel the is the fake. No, you got, you're wrong. You, Wonder Pixel is the one I came up with. God, I thought that I, one was like stupid. Was it Gizmondo was like, the taco phone? Gizmondo <laughs> was... I thought Dave was going to say it was Gizmondo. No, I'm thinking the Engage. It's, no, no, you're not wrong. It's a handheld gaming device featuring a GPS and a digital camera by Tiger. Oh, maybe it was that. Tiger I mean, Electronics? One, there was one that was like so big. It looked what like are we in? Double Dare? It was released in 2006, believe it or not. Oh, it's 2005. It had bad battery life, small screen, and 14 games. I, if, I remember, <laughs> if I remember correctly, one of the launch games for it was Sticky Balls. Are you serious? I think so. Gizmondo? I think so. I would like a jer- point if I'm trying. Are you kidding with me? Oh, oh, you jerk. <laughs> Don't Google Sticky Balls. Anyway, oh, move on. Out, all, right, all right, so no points. We have two left. Oh, God. Here, here we go. One of us, it's going to be a one-point win, Dave. I think no. it's going to be. All right. FM Towns Marty, XP Master, or Fairchild Channel F. What are these words you just said? I need one more time. One more time. FM Towns Marty, XP Master, or Fairchild Channel F. I'm going to go with XP Master. You made that one up. That's what I was thinking. What's the last one again? 
If fair child, fair child, fair child channel give me, F. Give me the fair, the fairest child. Debut job on your choice. <sighs> that was your point. I, I could not I believe, thinking, but I, I just had to. Go I there. could not believe either of these existed. Um, the, the first one's too weird to not be. Right. I, 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 I thought I was going to throw you off. I'm like, that what one is it? Morning. Video game off of, off of a Morning FM radio station. One's by Fujitsu <laughs> and one's by Fairchild. I guess I don't know who Fairchild. The Fairchild. Is, All right, last one. All right, this tie. is a tiebreaker or Dave. Power power wins. Um, power win. Nuon, Pippin, or Power Key. N U O N, Nuon, Pippin, P I P P I N, or Power Key. Power, power, power key. key. Okay, Dave. Don't be a drunk and pick Power Key. I want to, but I'll I'll just to keep things interesting. Don't tell Dave how to play the game. I'll take I'll take Pippin. <laughs> Pippin's All right, real. well, now now we have tiebreaker. Yes. But it was power key. I knew it was power, power key, key was but real, I was yeah. trying to keep it interesting. I knew it was pixel <laughs> opus or whatever. It doesn't matter know. to me now. You both have to <laughs> now have to choose a streamer on this right, internet of things. Wait, All so right. you're going to tell us the streamer? and the How's this? Of... I'm going to let, since Dave gave you that point, <laughs> I'm going to let him pick the game category oh, I that I choose I from. Li- I don't like that. Well, no, he's just going to pick the game category I choose from. And then I'm going to give you a range, and then you're going to tell me who's closest. I'm going to tell you who's closest. MOBA? Oh. <laughs> a ga- all, right, all right, all right, let's find League of Legends. That's, Hold on. Yeah, there's got to be a, a MOBA stream going on. No, there. I mean, they do it different now. Categories are games, and games have tags. MOBA's, MOBA's not a one tag. of MOBA's a tag now. It's not like a Then what is it? what's the game category? Give me an example. A Action. game. A Survive- game. What? Oh, a game? Like, pick a game. Yeah. Apex. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, Dave chooses. <laughs> if it's a game, I choose um, uh, Catherine. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Catherine. Catherine, full body? Sure. No, it's not out yet. Is it's it out? It's not out yet. It's on the list, though. They, I guess they're, they're putting it up. There are two streamers who are playing Catherine right now. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, and the range so the, is one to tw- uh, one to twenty. One to twenty. <laughs> yeah, let's you say. Should have told us that. Wait, so no, that's the range. You have you're to pick picking a number the top between, person. I'm picking the closest person. I don't understand the. I don't understand what so, the. I all right. So I have a streamer on my screen right now. Yeah. Who's playing Catherine Full Body? Who's the playing Catherine? How many people Catherine. are watching that stream? One to twenty. One to twenty. You guys pick a number. That number will be. Measured against the number I see right now, viewers they have. I'm gonna go with twelve. I was gonna say twelve. <laughs> Eleven. Dude, congratulations. Oh, <laughs> seven. It's five. Oh, five. How are they watching Catherine full body? Right. It's some guy named Sir Rignar. No, it's just Catherine. But it's oh. they added when I did the search. It they was did full it was, body. Five people. Um, <sighs> But yeah, this guy, is Sir Rignar. Wait, shout so out, Dave, Sir Rignar. Dave's getting another silver monkey because right. Dave goes next, so he has three. I'm uncatchable, correct? Well, Dan, let's just pack it up, my friends. <laughs> did I? What did I? I gave. I think this is one of my fairest stage makers to be. It was. It was good. Thank you. It was fun. Power key. The power, power key. I can't believe you got bamboozled by the Fairchild. Fairchilds. I thought well, anyway, we would do it. Well, that was a, that was a very. Listener, this, this is a listener. This is a great you, thing. And listener, yeah. you're a fair child. You're wonderful, and your hair is luminous as it glows in the on your shoulders. No, um, but 
with your glowing hair, thanks for listening to us. And you can listen to us to an old The Usual Avenues. And we, we accept you the way you are, listener. Listener, it's... you're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all the usual places. Connect with us on Twitter at Dino underscore Machines. I'm at MagroCrack. I'm at Zombie underscore Pirate. I'm at Dan O'Mac. And I, I don't know if I accept Mark for the singer that he is, but... Uh, That's you know, messed I mean, up, Dan. We just talked about acceptance. We, yeah, we did. But... My wife is the same way. Like, is there something <laughs> offensive about when I sing? No. Every time I sing, she's just like, you need to stop. Oh, I just well, wanted to jab at you a little. I think you have a beautiful set of pipes. It hurts my feelings because I that, like singing. So this I is really like do. the one one of those things. That's, all right, it's just I one of those things that. that I keep hearing. It's like a constant message to me. Dinosaur stop singing. Machine's album. Listener, if you want Magra to keep singing, lead singer. Let me know. I just want to be like a lounge singer. You could. I don't know with this support. I'm I getting. support you now. I, I take back my recent. Well, while I contemplate my future careers, let's fire up the machine. We have two <gasps> games left the in the jacket. We have yes. Pikuniku and we have Shadow Tactics. Um, um, I'm going to go. I'm saying Shadow Tactics. I, I it's going to happen. It's Pikuniku. The big bomb is getting dropped. Oh my God, dude. My next two weeks not look good for Shadow Tactics. Not looking good for Shadow Tactics. Well, let's see if it gets specced. Oh no. Come on, Shadow All Tactics. Right. Oh, no. Come I'm on. running. I'm running the machine. And it is. No, 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 no. It's Pikuniku. Yes, <sighs> I am already playing this game. Pikuniku is a side scroller. That's it. It's, um. got, a, it's got kicks. There's it's kick. got kicks. Tell you right There's... now, my, my popular user defined tag, kicks. Kicks. Doing it. It's true. All right. Well, Pikuniku, play it on Switch. Play it on the PS4. Tell us what you think. Nope, not on the PS4. It's on the but PC. But would you play it on the PC? That's where it was. <laughs> I am a video game professional. <laughs> well, that will be next time, listener. We'll connect with you then. Until then, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.